Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. The Christian Girl's Guide to Modern Dating. Our goal is to help women date with confidence while honoring the Lord and equip them to start more conversations about dating in their local church. We want to show you that your identity and your contentment are in Christ and dispel the lie that either are somehow tied to your marital status. And we want to give you the tools that you need, both theologically and practically, to date successfully and in turn be set up well for success in a godly marriage. Have you ever felt like you don't really belong with any of the extremes you see in dating today? Well, we didn't either. So we're looking for the middle. Bam! (laughs) What? That was so cool! Guys, we revamped our intro. Don't you love it? Because we do. Yeah. Told you we learned something cool at this podcasting (laughs) conference. (laughs) So welcome to another episode. If this is your first time hearing us, welcome to the new and improved intro of Looking There you go. (laughs) (laughs) And you should go back and listen to the old one because we really had a glow up, y'all. This was was fun. But if you have been around, we hope you guys enjoyed that. We wanted to give you a little bit more of an extensive uh, description of what our goals are, what we want to help you guys with, and just give you a lot of clarity about why we're doing what we're doing. Hence the new fancy wording (laughs) at the beginning. But today we are going to continue our series on what's the point of dating anyway. We have been talking about this for the last three weeks. We did the intro and then we talked about marriage and we've talked about sanctification. And so today we're going to talk about fun. Yay! And how dating should be fun and all that that encompasses. Yes. But before we do... Just wanted to give you a quick update. Y'all know a while back we started a Patreon page. Some of you have been so supportive and awesome and have decided to join as patrons in supporting the show. And the more we thought about it, the more we wanted to make becoming a patron as simple and straightforward as possible while giving you guys what you really want, which is more content from us. So we have narrowed it down on our Patreon page to two options. You have... One option that is $2 a month, and for that you get all of our content two days early, before everybody else, and you also get an extra Couchcast episode every single month. Then if you give $5 a month, you get the early access to all the content, you get the free Couchcast every month, and you get a bonus full-length episode every single month. It's good stuff, guys. It's real good. So if you would like to become a patron and support the show, you can go to our website, lookingforthemiddle.com. Click the resources tab at the top of the screen and you'll be able to pick your option from there. Yeah. One quick note. This is not a Bethany and Kristen get rich quick scheme. (laughs) We're not. That's not our goal here. Um, We have jobs. We make money other ways. But creating a podcast is not free. And so this would help us be able to continue to do what we do, do it at a higher level even. But then also like we have other ideas and just different things for you guys that we would love to be able to expand into and this just really helps us be able to do that so really you're just supporting the mission of what we're doing here if you have listened and you like what you have heard or it's helped you in some way without being so cheesy it's really a way for you to pay it forward and let us continue to do that for other people yeah this is a avenue of ministry for us and so you would be supporting that with your faithful membership on patreon yeah so we just wanted to update you guys on that. So it's a lot simpler now. It is. For sure. Way simpler. Okay. Bethany, 
Have yes. I stalled enough to give you time to pick your question <laughs> of the day? I found a question. Okay. So here it is. Okay. Outside of the big players, the office and friends. Okay. What is the most bingeable show out there for you? Uh huh. You were talking about stalling for me to figure it out. Dang now it's it. your now turn. Now you're gonna have to stall for me to come up with an answer. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else I've binged. See? <laughs> oh, duh. One Tree Hill. Oh, good one. Okay, I have a tie. Okay. Because it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Okay, that's fair. One is Gilmore Girls. Oh, that's another good one. You know, just if I'm in a lighthearted whatever. Yes. But then if I, I like historical stuff too. So my other one's Downton Abbey. Mm, those are my I two I yeah it's just depending on on my mood yes i'm so, currently yeah. binging in cis not at the rate that Lindsay has been binging it a week or so ago i saw her like one night i was going to bed and she was on like season 11 and i think it was close to the end of season 11 when i got back like the next day it was like saturday or something i came in and she was like midway through season 12 and i was like good grief girl you are just like knocking these out she's flying through <laughs> it like i'm still not in season two and i started like four weeks ago yes. so i take my time but yes ncis is another good one so, yes good question I that was a fun one all righty okay so let's jump in to the episode okay so as we have said before we have talked about this in passing a couple times, but yeah. dating should be fun. And this is something that my mom tells me all the time. And I'm like, what planet did you date on? Because this <laughs> does not seem nearly as fun to me as you describe it. But it should be fun, especially at the beginning as you're yes. getting to know the person. And I think particularly in Christian circles, we have so, um, we've portrayed dating in a way that it's serious and you need to figure out all the things as soon as possible to make sure you line up on your faith and your values and your morals and your goals and your trajectories and everything, which are things you should do. But this is not a job interview. When you go to a date where you're just rattling off questions and like, hey, if he doesn't check the major boxes here, I'm never talking to the guy again. Yeah. And that's one, not fun. But two, that's not how this is supposed to go. You're going to find those things out as you go along, but you should be having fun in the process. And so there's this balance between the two. Yep, that's and, what I was going to say. The key to fun in the beginning is balance. For sure. You balance the fun with the serious. You, you need to talk, like you were saying, about those deeper, serious topics. That's important and necessary. As you get into a dating relationship, it would be irresponsible not to talk about those things. But those kinds of conversations shouldn't monopolize your relationship at the beginning, especially. So last week, you know, we talked about sanctification and we talked about that when you're getting into a relationship and it's going from casual to serious, like the things you're going to share with the other person are going to vary with that as well. And this is kind of that same thing. Like the depth of the seriousness of those conversations should match the commitment level and the seriousness of your relationship. And so that will fluctuate and that balance will change, but balancing that is key, especially in the beginning. Yeah. If you're dating with the intent of marriage, like we talked about two weeks ago, you are looking for someone who you want to spend the rest of your life with. Well, you want your life to be filled with fun and enjoyment, right? I mean, that's kind of a dumb question. Of course you do. (laughs) So 
the foundation that you're setting in your dating relationships now are going to influence the trajectory of your relationship. So have fun while you're setting that foundation and enjoy the time you get to spend with this other person. And that's going to carry over into the future of the relationship as it continues. You can't start off a relationship with all of these serious checkpoints that you want to meet and almost this all business mentality and then expect, okay, once we get all that out of the way, now we can have fun because you're not incorporating that from the very beginning and you can't just make a switch overnight for that. So start from the beginning in having fun and enjoying yourself and working the serious parts in with that, but it's not one or the other. I think if you don't do that, one, dating is going to be stressful because you're talking about things in an order that is probably not ideal. And so it creates an unwanted stressor in your relationship. And, you know, we talk about just relax and enjoy it. Well, you can't if you're getting these conversations out of order, so to speak. And I think if you're so focused on the very serious conversations and because these are big things and you want to get them talked about, which I totally relate to, you've, you create a false sense of compatibility with this person because, well, we believe all of these same things about all these big theological topics and how we want life to look and how we want to raise children and how we want to spend money and all of these things. It's like, okay, great. We line up on all of this and we've been dating six weeks. So it's kind of like, okay, now what? You kind of go backwards a little, which it, I'm not saying it can't work, but I think it's it's difficult because you've created this sense of, oh, everything's good. So then when you start doing the more casual, fun things, if that doesn't line up, well, it doesn't feel like that's enough to then call it off. Yes. Does that make sense? Okay, yes. I'm glad you said that because I have found times where I have figured out all those things early. And then when I start to realize okay, well, I'm not enjoying this and this isn't super fun. I feel like our senses of humors aren't, senses of humor aren't clicking, but then I feel bad. I'm like, okay, well, I must be doing something wrong or I must be weighing things incorrectly because on paper this should work. Yes. And that's not necessarily the case. And we can go back to what we said in the marriage episode of, or even maybe the intro episode to this series how the church can sometimes talk about, oh, well, you just need to find a guy who, you know, loves the Lord and believes the same as you. Well, yes, it's very important, but that's not the only aspect that a relationship leading to marriage should be built on. And you've got to have the multiple components of that if this is really going to stick. Yeah. And where one thing could look great on paper, it may not translate into reality. And this is where that could happen if you rush the seriousness Mm -hmm. and you're not also trying to enjoy spending time with this person. Yeah. That's where that gets murky and confusing. Yeah. And I would just tell you all, I'm speaking from experience here. This is me. My natural process is to figure all these things out really early. Because I'm like, well, if he doesn't believe what I do about God, then what's the point of dating him? So why spend six weeks or a couple of months figuring that out when I could do it on the first date? And so I'm telling you, it it just, it's what I tend towards, but I have seen over and over how it doesn't work. So it's something that I'm working on 
reining in and pulling back and I've been doing better and I'm like, oh, I, I can see how this is more fun. It's more lighthearted. You're really getting to know someone and you can laugh and joke together and it creates that sense of trust, kind of like we talked about last week too, where you're more comfortable opening up and it's a better place to do that when you've built some camaraderie. And you're going to get a more full, honest answer, both giving and receiving when you're talking about those serious things then. I actually have an example about this particular topic from The Bachelor, which Bethany (laughs) so kindly allowed me to include in this episode. I told her, I was like, Bethany, I have an example from The Bachelor. She's like, oh my gosh, Chris. I'm like, no, this seriously will work. And I told her and she agreed. So y'all know we don't advise that you date like the bachelor let us just no, go no, ahead no. we don't not advise we we tell you not to right let's correct. just make that clear <laughs> but what i thought was interesting if you watch the show you're gonna know what i'm talking about but a couple weeks ago when peter was on a date with kelsey who was the girl who had champagne bust all over her face when she tried to drink it from the bottle if you don't watch so just go google that scene because it's <laughs> worth it but he was talking about his relationship with her And he made the comment, he said, you know, Kelsey and I have had a lot of deep conversations. We've connected, you know, emotionally. We've talked through some heavy stuff. We've worked through a lot of that. But we haven't really spent a lot of time just kind of having fun and spending that lighthearted time together. And that was something he was looking for. And it reminded me this topic that we're talking about today reminded me of that conversation that he had on the show because it was flipped in a way and they every time they were talking it was something super serious and super personal and super heavy and then she ended up going home because I do feel like that was something that was missing Mm -hmm. in their relationship that he was experiencing with other girls again not the format that we're (laughs) encouraging here but I got his reasoning and so that's why we're saying there is a balance. Yeah. You want to go into it with some intent. You want to go into this with some purpose. Yes. And some intentionality. Bethany, roll your eyes. Um, but oh, my word. also balancing that with having a good time. Yeah. And weaving them in together. Yeah. If you think of this from a chronological standpoint, really all this boils down to is the fun thing should be heavier at the beginning. While conversations just kind of get worked in, those more serious things. And then the longer you're together, and we're not talking wait six months to ask him what he believes about, you know, some theological point that's important to you. I'm talking not first five dates, maybe. The longer you're together, though, the more frequent these deeper conversations will take place. That's what we're really getting at here. Um, So now that we've talked about kind of the thought process behind how to make dating fun. Let's talk about some actual dating strategies and ideas that can help this work for you practically. Yes. So we wanted to give you all three different strategies to incorporate fun into your dating journey. There you go. So number one is variety. And by that we mean going on different types of dates. And the reason for that is Variety keeps you from getting in a rut and it keeps you from having the relationship become stagnant. You know, you don't want to do the same thing all the time or it's going to get boring. So mix it up a little bit. I mean, I, I love going to the movies, y'all. 
more than the average person. Would you agree, Kristen? Oh, if I could count, if I had a dime for every time Bethany told me she was going to a movie, I could fully fund this podcast <laughs> with everything we'd ever need. Oh my word. If that I, gives you an idea. Yeah, I have my little AMC A-list and I like going to movies. So I'm, I'm saying I love going to movies in my oh so roundabout way of saying that. But don't always go to dinner and a movie. It's like the saying, familiarity breeds contempt, I think. Is that the saying? Sure. We'll go Okay. So same thing there. It could be something you love to do, but if you do it all the time and that's all you do, it gets old. So mix in things that are conducive to conversation and some things that aren't. When you're thinking of variety, I feel like there's two categories within that even. So things that are going to encourage some conversation and then some things that are just fun, go do something, you know, go sing karaoke, go volunteer somewhere. Those are things where you're active and you're doing, you might not have as much conversation, but if you wanted to be able to have time to talk to someone, you could do things like go to the zoo. I've never been to the zoo on a date. Like that's like, that's a different thing. You could, one that I've always wanted to do is go take a sushi making class. I've never even eaten sushi in my life ever. But I think a sushi making class would be so fun. That would be fun. I have failed you as a friend if I have not made you try sushi yet. So that's something that's different. And then another one, just like, it can be simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. Meet for breakfast or brunch instead of dinner. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to be complicated, but just mix it up a little. Have some conversation heavy things. Have some active, activity heavy things. And don't just get stuck in a rut of always going to dinner and a movie or whatever your equivalent of dinner and a movie is. It may not be that, but the typical thing that you would default to, don't always do that thing. <laughs> yeah, it keeps it interesting. Yeah. And as you, you know, progress and go along, you'll figure out, oh, we really like doing this. We'll have to do it again later on. Yeah. And you can still do like, oh, once a month, you know, every third Thursday we go to dinner and a movie. There you cool. go. And yeah. then you have these little traditions, but then you're not like, oh, every time we go out, well, what do you want to do? I don't know. Let's just go to a movie. Okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's my guy voice in yeah. case anybody was wondering. But yeah, just keep things interesting and different and yeah, that will make it more fun. There you go. So what's our second category? Second strategy is to do things that test your comfort zone or do things that you normally wouldn't do if it were up to you. And here's why. I don't know about all of you, but I would venture a guess that you are a lot braver when someone else is with you. I know I am. Same. So take advantage of having someone else with you and the bravery that that affords you. I think there's an excitement element, even though you may be nervous as all get out to do whatever the thing is, or it's something you've never done before. That's one. <laughs> that's something for me. Like It doesn't really matter what it is. If it's something I've never done before... That's outside of my comfort zone. Oh, sorry. I'm not the one to just, let's go try this thing I've never done before. Because I don't like not being good at things, which is probably something I need to work on. Not probably. It is. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a pride element of that that I know I, that I am working on. But I don't like doing things I'm not good at. <laughs> Same. Well, and pro tip here real quick. If you've both never done it, then you can both be nervous together. Or if you've never done it and he has and you're nervous, then oh, it gives him the ability to like, comfort there you, you and go. be really like cute and sweet. So this could work to your favor either exactly. way. Exactly. <laughs> so this would look like, I don't know, going to Six Flags. In Atlanta, we have Six Flags. If you're scared of roller coasters, 
this can I mean no better place to hold hands than on a roller coaster yeah. I'm sorry and oh, scream yeah. your head off yep. okay or karaoke could also apply to this category <laughs> <laughs> like variety I put it I was like yeah oh, this could be which now that I've done it it's but it was a little less scary fun. it was so much fun and I never would have done it had Lindsay not made me go yeah. or go rock climbing or go it doesn't have to be skydiving or bungee jumping i think that's the first thing everybody thinks of is i'll let me go jump off something really high it's like no (laughs) you don't have to do that but just go do something you normally wouldn't do i mean i went on a date last year and we went and drove race cars at andretti's and i would have not done that by myself and i was a little nervous one, like Bethany said, I didn't want to be bad at it. And number two, <laughs> I'm a very cautious person. So driving fast and reckless is not in my DNA. But it ended up being so much fun. And it took him planning that and asking me to go. And I did. And it was great. And yeah. it was super fun. But I hadn't, I wouldn't have known that I liked it if I didn't try it. Yeah, I, keep, I think it creates a great, like, bonding element to what you're doing. There's a something to talk about. There's just like a commonality to that that you can look back on and helps just kind of create a sense of comfort with the other person. Definitely. And one other thing I'll say before we move on to our third strategy is doing something out of your comfort zone could just mean doing something that he really wants to do that you may not necessarily be super excited about. But there's an element of selflessness that should be present in any relationship and that's a way that you can show selflessness yeah and this can even i told bethany i'm like i do not like soccer whatsoever i think i've made that pretty clear soccer and hiking are like right there together (laughs) as far as my dislike but if a guy asked me to go to a soccer game and he loved soccer and it was his favorite team i will go with him and i will enjoy watching him get excited i will probably still enjoy myself i will like spending time with him Is it out of my comfort zone? Kind of. But that doesn't mean I shouldn't do it. So don't think, oh, I'll get out of my comfort zone as long as it's something I think I might like or I'm semi-interested in. Be selfless. Because you would want him to do the same. There may be times where you want to go do something. He's like, oh my gosh, I would never do this by myself. But it's important to you, so I will go. So that kind of fits in under this category too. I think that's good. Okay, so our last one is surprises. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and for all of you who don't like surprises, please see the category we just talked about. Exactly. <laughs> so the why behind surprises is that surprises are fun for both parties involved. On one side, if you're the one planning the surprise, this is a chance for you to be really thoughtful and to take information that you have learned about this person and incorporate it into something that y'all can do together. Yeah. If, he has a favorite sports team and they're coming to play the team in your town. If it's not already the team in your town. By the way, no one likes Atlanta sports in Atlanta is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, because we're terrible. <laughs> but, you know, buy tickets to a game and surprise him. Or if there's this random event he's been yeah. talking about or a concert, his favorite band's in town. You know, surprise him and go to that. And then if you're on the receiving end of a surprise then it's cool because you get to see how this other person is being thoughtful and is paying attention to you. Yeah. And that is definitely, I love when people surprise me. I think it's so fun and I love getting the chance to surprise other people. Yeah. And that's again, where you can really enjoy this on both sides. Yeah. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be elaborate. You know, it doesn't have to be this over the top thing. 
like you said, it could be a sporting event, it could be a concert, it could be a day trip to a little, you know, town somewhere nearby that you've been wanting to go. It could be reservations at this trendy new restaurant that one of you's been wanting to try. Just pick a day and time for the date. One of you do all the planning while keeping the other one in the dark, and then just switch next time. That's all you gotta do. Yeah, it's easy as that. Yeah. Okay, so final thoughts as we wrap up here. It was interesting as we were looking at the topics for this series, you know, the different points of dating. And Bethany made a good point that it would be very easy to list them all and view fun as an inferior point to the others. But I don't think that should be the case because sure, the fun aspect of dating may not have like the spiritual significance and the the biblical backing that we can put to a lot of these others, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't focus on it. Oh yeah, marriage is better when you're married to someone you have fun with and you enjoy spending time with them. No one is going to argue with that. No. So start that now while you're dating. And if we're piggybacking off of last week, even a little too, we talked about sanctification and the role that your boyfriend and then husband will play in that. That taking their input on some things you need to improve in your life is going to feel a little better coming from someone you have fun with and who you enjoy spending time with. It just does. Like purely from a practical standpoint, it's just going to. Yeah. And you know, marriage and dating may be hard work and there are some more complex aspects of it but that doesn't mean that it can't be fun and you know when you talk to married people I feel like particularly in the church this is the common answer when you are talking to married people about marriage what's the first thing they say oh it is hard marriage is hard work and it is we get it yeah but what a selling point I mean come on you're (laughs) the one that's bugging me about being married and that's your first response yes and I mean it's almost like the fun parts just get skipped over And for me, that's always been something that's important to me is that I want to, when I'm married and I'm that person who's pouring into the younger women and the women who want to be married, I want to have such a foundation set that I enjoy spending time with my husband. And yeah, we work at it, but it's fun. And I want to be telling single women that I enjoy my marriage. I want that to outweigh my need to tell them that marriage is hard. Everybody knows that, I think. And so I want to be the voice saying, yeah, but it's so good. It's so much fun. You know, it's your best friend with you all the time. Like, that's fun. So start that now. Build that foundation now. You'll set yourself up for success later when you do that. I love that. And I don't have anything to add to it. As y'all know, <laughs> Bethany, once again, closing for the win. So that is all we have for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And if we have been helpful to you in any way with this episode or any other, if we have brought you any value in your own dating single journey, would you tell a friend about our show, please? That would mean the world to us if yeah. you could just tell one of your friends, hey, you should go listen to this podcast and we would love to have them. It means the world to us, guys. It does. So be sure to tune in on Friday for another Couch Cast. But until then, I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. Mm